Hey friends, and welcome to episode 92 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire women seeking better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today's episode is all about making big decisions. It seems like the older we get and the more responsibility we shoulder, the more often we're faced with decisions that carry a lot of weight. We're faced with big decisions that affect our future and often the future of others too. Others like our spouses, our partners, our children, our parents, and maybe our employees or our team. And when I say big decisions, I don't mean decisions like what you should make for dinner or what you should wear for that upcoming presentation on your calendar. I'm talking decisions like, should you sell your house? Should you accept that job? Should you make that big investment in your business? Should you enroll your child in this school or that school? Should you stay at home or go back to work? Big decisions that, when made, create a ripple effect all across our lives, possibly even changing our path altogether. So what does this have to do with time management, productivity, or work-life balance? Well, when we're faced with making big decisions, we can feel afraid, anxious even. We're afraid we might make the wrong decision or that we'll regret the choice we made. A lot of times that fear leads to worry and that worry leads to procrastination. And instead of facing the big decision, we put it off, inevitably making ourselves feel worse because we're not able to be fully present because we're caught up in a spiral of what ifs and possibilities. This episode is dedicated to ending the head spinning spiral and shining a light on three secrets to making big decisions a whole lot easier. That looks like making your big decisions in a timely manner, not dragging it out and feeling confident in the decision you've made so you can spend less time worrying and obsessing over the decision and instead, spend your time and energy on what truly matters most. So today, you'll walk away from this episode knowing how to make big decisions with less stress and more intention. We'll talk about how to get ahead of decision fatigue in 30 minutes or less. I'll teach you how to answer the question, is this the right choice for me? Without fail. And finally, I'll talk about where you can get the feedback you need to make the best decision without getting overwhelmed. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. But don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 92. One of the resources you'll hear me mention in today's episode about making big decisions is my quick and easy mini course, Get a Game Plan, Three Steps to Design Your Winning Week. Get a Game Plan was created to help ambitious women like you make a personalized plan for your time and step into every week feeling calm, prepared, and ready for anything. If calm, prepared, and ready for anything is the feeling that you're looking for, and if you'd like my signature three-step process for having more clarity and living with intention, 
I invite you to enroll in Get a Game Plan, three steps to design your winning week. You can head to about time podcast forward slash game plan. The link is in the show notes. And in less than an hour, you can get your priorities straight, design your winning week, and set up your weekly game plan and win your week before it starts. One way that we win our week before it starts at my house is by not doing the laundry. Yes, you heard that right. Not doing the laundry. Instead, these days, I'm delegating my laundry to Hamper. Okay, so what's Hamper? Hamper, my friends, is my secret weapon for getting my time back on the weekends and setting my week up for success. It's a laundry service that picks up your laundry, washes it for you, and brings it back to your door, perfectly folded and ready for you to put away. They use fragrance-free, chemical-free, and sensitive skin-approved drops detergent so you know it's eco-friendly and safe for the most sensitive skin. You can download the Hamper app, that's H-A-M-P-R, in the App Store, or go to tryhamper.com to see if Hamper is available in your area. All you have to do to get started with Hamper is create a membership, schedule a pickup, and then sit back and relax while you do your laundry without actually doing your laundry. It's been a total game changer in our house. And when you sign up for Hamper using the code ABOUTTIME50, you can save 50% on your membership. Save time, save money. So one more time, that's Hamper, H-A-M-P-R. The app is over in the App Store or go to tryhamper.com. Use the code ABOUTTIME50 to save 50% on your membership and take back hours of your life. If you're curious about Hamper, how it really works, if you have questions, send me a DM on Instagram and I will be happy to tell you all about it. All right, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. Okay, before we dive into those three secrets about better decision making, I want to give a quick shout out to pros and cons lists or pro and con lists, whatever you want to call them. I know the title of this episode is Beyond Pros and Cons, Three Secrets to Making Better Big Decisions. And I want you to know that if you love a good old pro and con list, I'm not here to say that they're bad or that they're a waste of time. I love a good pro and con list, and they really can be helpful for getting your thoughts out of your head and organized. But when it comes to big decisions, really big ones, you'll want to have a few more tools in your toolbox to work with. And that's what this episode is for. All right, now that we've got that clear, here we go. The first secret to making better big decisions is to get ahead of it with a weekly planning session. Okay, you might be scratching your head thinking, how on earth is doing a weekly planning session where I plan my week, meal plan, and make a grocery list gonna help me decide whether I should quit my job or hire someone in my business? And that's a great question. 
So here's the answer. When you have a big decision to make, you want to have the energy and capacity available to make it. And that means setting yourself up for decision-making success by combating decision fatigue. Here's a quick refresher on decision fatigue. There's science behind this, but I'm going to spare you the textbook description and keep it simple. Think about the gas tank in a car. We start each day with a full tank of decision-making fuel. And every time we make a decision, we use up a little bit of that fuel. Big decisions use a lot of fuel. Little decisions use a little fuel. But regardless, throughout the day, our decision-making fuel gets lower and lower and lower until we're practically running on empty by the end of the day. That's why so many bad decisions happen at night. And when you consider the fact that we're making around 35K decisions each and every day, that's a lot of fuel that we use up. But fortunately, we have a few options for conserving that decision-making fuel. That looks like cutting out unnecessary decisions, putting them on autopilot, or making a lot of little decisions when your tank is full, like at the beginning of the week. Having a weekly planning session does all of that. Doing a weekly planning session enables you to get a bird's eye view of your week ahead, identify potential obstacles before they happen, come up with solutions, and make decisions ahead of time. They keep you from having to decide every single day what you're having for dinner or figuring out who's picking up the kids. And they help you intentionally preserve your decision-making fuel for the big decisions that really matter. So when you're faced with a heavy choice, you're able to bring as much clarity to it as possible. For a deeper dive into designing your own weekly planning session, I've got two resources for you. First, back at almost the beginning of It's About Time, episode four takes you through the basics of a weekly planning session. And if you really want the step-by-step, you'll want to get access to Get a Game Plan, Three Steps to Design Your Winning Week. Get a Game Plan is a quick mini course that takes you through the process of setting priorities, designing your ideal week, and creating your first weekly planning session. I'll link both in the show notes, but if you want to go straight to get a game plan, you can access it over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash game plan. Okay, so that's how we play the long game and set ourselves up to avoid decision fatigue so we have the energy and the brain power available to make those big decisions. Next, if you're faced with a big decision and you're trying to figure out, is this right for me? Is this the right move? Does this really align with who I am and what I believe in? Or is this just a shiny thing, a quick fix or a distraction? If I do this, will I regret it later? It's impossible to predict the future. So this is when it's critical to define, know, and use your core values. Your core values are your fundamental beliefs. They're the very root of who you are and what you believe in. Usually, they're a small curated collection of five to seven words that represent what matters most to you. Having five to seven means they're easy for you to remember and easy for you to reference or think of when you're in big time decision making mode. Having too many core values is kind of like that phrase, when everything is important, nothing is important. 
Your core values represent who you are. They're not just a long list of nice words that make you feel good. And if you're curious, my core values are authenticity, intention, curiosity, courage, and legacy. And each one of those words has a special meaning for me. So anytime I'm faced with a new opportunity, a big decision to make, I run that decision through the filter of my core values. Does this opportunity align with my core values? Would it require me to act in opposition to any one of my core values? And if something feels off, yeah, that's going to be a no from me. To dive deeper into the topic of core values, I encourage you to head back to episodes 21 and 22. In episode 21, I talk about how knowing your core values can help you find your footing during a major shift in your priorities since they're the foundation that you're built on. There's also a free downloadable core values word bank over in the show notes for that episode with more than 125 core values words that you can use as inspiration when you're choosing your own. Then in episode 22, listen in on my conversation with Sarah Joy Hayes, owner of Counterspace, a bakery in Baton Rouge. Sarah Joy shares how her core values influence every decision she makes within her business. Okay. Full disclosure, I used to think that core values exercises were a dumb waste of time. I thought they were fluffy, and I thought they were a feel-good distraction from taking real action. But what I didn't realize is that your core values determine your action. They give your action direction, meaning, and purpose. So if you've never taken the time to truly like dig in and define your core values, It is an absolute game changer. This is actually one of the first things that members of my new group coaching program, Next Level Life, will do once they're inside. It really sets the stage, the foundation for everything else. So if you're feeling pretty confident that your big decision is in alignment with your core values, you might still benefit from an extra set of eyes. I know that I like to bounce ideas and have a sounding board when it comes to making really big decisions, but who do you ask? Who do you talk to about your big decisions so you can walk away with more clarity instead of more confusion? Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. 
And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. The answer? Secret number three, your personal advisory board or your kitchen cabinet. So you might know that I started my career on Capitol Hill and kitchen cabinet is what they call the president's or really any elected officials informal inner circle of advisors. So not the official members of the cabinet. So why do you need your own kitchen cabinet? Well, for one, having a trusted circle of advisors keeps you from crowdsourcing feedback on important decisions from strangers on the internet. I'm a member of a few Facebook groups that are hotbeds for advice seeking about anything and everything. People asking, should I accept this job offer? Should I enroll my child in Montessori school or a technology-based program? How much life insurance should I carry? Should I homeschool? It might feel good in the moment to get lots of feedback, but there are some serious pitfalls to this type of info gathering. And I'm certainly not saying that all crowdsourcing or asking questions in groups and forums is bad. I'm just suggesting that feedback on bigger, more important life-impacting decisions should be reserved for a small, select group. And here's why. First, you can get obsessed with checking for new comments to your question in a forum or group like that, which is a huge time waster and productivity killer, and it really preoccupies you from what you should be doing. Second, strangers on the internet don't know your life. They don't know the backstory. They don't know your family, your situation, your work history. And honestly, they're probably not experts at whatever it is you're asking about. Third, it creates some serious noise. Chances are you're going to get lots of feedback in the form of comments and replies, but it's going to be a lot of conflicting feedback, which is only going to lead to more head-spinning confusion about what to do and what's your best course of action. Instead of crowdsourcing advice from strangers on the internet, curate your personal advisory board. So here are some potential ideas for your kitchen cabinet. Now, no single member is perfect and each has their benefits and downsides. And that's a big reason why it helps to have a few trusted people that you can rely on. First, a friend. Someone who cares about you and can be supportive, but know that because they care about you, they might not give you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth in order to spare your feelings. Unless, of course, your friend is an Enneagram 8, in which case, brace yourself because you're probably going to get the truth whether you like it or not. Second, 
a mentor. A mentor is typically someone in your industry that is further along than you on the same or a similar career path. In my case, an ideal mentor would be a fellow coach with more years of coaching experience. Having a mentor's experience to tap into can be incredibly helpful, but the downside is that they may base their recommendations solely on their personal experience and advocate that their way is the best way or the only way. Third would be members of a peer group. And when I say peer group, I mean that they're in the trenches and they're in about the same stage of life or business that you're in. This doesn't necessarily mean that you know them through some kind of formal organization peer group, just just that you've got something significant and relevant in common with them. So here are some examples of what I mean here. So this could look like uh, asking a fellow mom with a child the same age as yours about how she chose her child's school. This could look like consulting with fellow members of a business mastermind group and getting a second opinion on creating a new product line. I'm currently in a mastermind group hosted by Kat Schmoyer with three other women, and their input is incredibly valuable as I'm making big changes behind the scenes in my coaching business. This could also look like reaching out to someone with the same or a similar role in your industry who you know through a professional organization. And finally, when you're curating your kitchen cabinet, having a coach provides an unbiased sounding board for your thoughts as you weigh your options for the big decision. Now, this could be a life coach, a business coach, a financial coach, or maybe even a time management coach like me. It's important for you to know that there are a lot of people out there who call themselves coaches, even though they haven't been trained as coaches. I found that a lot of times people will use the word coach because they like the way it sounds. Maybe it sounds friendlier than consultant or more official than mentor, but coach training and certification is real. And if you're looking to work with a coach, I highly recommend working with someone who has been trained and certified. My certification is through the World Coach Institute, and I'm working toward an additional certification from the International Coaching Federation. Certified coaches are trained to ask powerful questions to help the person being coached make thoughtful decisions by uncovering potential blind spots and limiting beliefs. A good coach will help you have an aha moment and feel confident in your decision making. They may guide you by providing strategies or recommendations for success, but a good coach doesn't jump in and just tell you what to do. A good coach knows that a one-size-fits-all copy-and-paste solution doesn't exist. I was recently presented with a really exciting opportunity, and in order to make sure that I didn't get swept up in the excitement, which could lead to a rash decision, I reached out to a small select group to talk through different parts of the opportunity. This small group knew me, knew the subject matter, and they knew things that I didn't. Limiting my feedback circle to just this small group, to my kitchen cabinet, helped me feel more confident about my decision instead of swimming in a constant spiral of what should I do. So there you have it. When you're faced with a big decision, and I mean a big decision, 
There's more to getting to the right choice for you than making a pros and cons list. Start by getting ahead of it and conserving your decision-making fuel by doing a weekly planning session. Take time to define and know your core values so they can serve as your North Star when it comes to making big decisions. And finally, curate your own personal kitchen cabinet made up of trusted friends, mentors, peers, and consider adding a coach to the mix for a truly unbiased sounding board. When you have these three secrets to better decision-making in your back pocket, you'll be able to approach life's biggest decisions with confidence, clarity, and intention. In the next week, whether you have a big decision on the table or not, I challenge you to take action on one of these three secrets. You could do your first weekly planning session. You could define your core values or you could make a list of who belongs in your kitchen cabinet. Whichever you choose, your action item is to choose one and make it happen. I mentioned earlier in the episode that defining your personal core values is one of the first things that members of my new group coaching opportunity, Next Level Life, will do once they're inside. I cannot tell you how much having my core values has impacted the decisions that I've made in the past few years, both big and small. And I can't wait to walk you through this life-changing process too. Whether you're growing your empire as a small business owner or you're climbing the ladder and shattering glass ceilings, you are invited to be a founding member of Next Level Life weekly coaching sessions, a growing lesson library, private community, and so much more. Next Level Life is the balanced approach to wholehearted living that you've been looking for with me by your side for accountability, encouragement, and motivation. Time is our most precious non-renewable resource. And the one thing that all of my clients have in common is that they want to live fulfilling lives with no regrets. They want to grow their business, but also take vacation. They want to get promoted without sacrificing time with their families. They want to work full time, go to grad school, and still have the space to travel. If that sounds like you, then I'd be honored to have you as a founding member of Next Level Life. To learn more about becoming a founding member, visit AnnaDCornick.com forward slash next level to join the waitlist, and I'll be sure to link this in the show notes. I'll be reaching out to the waitlist with details very soon. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 92. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.